This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. following platforms apple podcast google play spotify tune in stitcher soundcloud and podbean just search just the two of us podcast follow us on social media on facebook just the two of us podcast or on twitter we can be found at jttou podcast or follow us individually. You can find Steven at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y, or follow Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. Hello. <laughs> wow, you sound really, I don't know. <laughs> you just said that kind of weird, like, hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so today, you know what we're doing today, Tracy? Yeah, I, I yes. guess you do know. <laughs> and it was not a surprise. I didn't just like, you know, spring it on you. So you actually know what we're going to do. I was like, is this a trick question? A trick question. You know what we're going to do, but yeah. the, the folks don't know what they're going to do. But we're going to tell yeah. them what we're going to do right now. We are going to offer our review slash recap slash thoughts on The Harder They Fall. The mm-hmm. new Netflix movie. Um, are you excited? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> you sound excited. Okay. Well, let, let's, get, let, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, the Harder They Fall is a Western that's co-written and directed by Jameis Samuel, uh, who is also known as the like the musician, the bullets. Mm-hmm. And he's also Seal's younger brother, which I did not know until like a couple of weeks ago. He's, wow. He, he's, yeah, Seal's younger brother. And um, The Heart of They Fall uh, takes place, um, you know, centered around a character named Nat Love. Many years after Nat Love's parents are murdered by the, the nefarious Rufus Buck when Nat was a child, Nat Love discovers that Rufus is being released from prison. So Nat rounds up his gang in an effort to track Rufus down and to seek his revenge. Nat's gang includes a number of, of people, uh, stagecoach Mary, who he has a situationship with, uh, the sharpshooter Bill Pickett, and a cocky, fast-drawing uh, cowboy by the name of Jim Beckworth, and also the legendary lawman Bass Reeves. And Rufus Buck's crew includes treacherous Trudy Smith and Cherokee Bill. And although this is a, a fictional film, its characters are based on real cowboys, lawmen, and outlet, outlaws of the 19th American century West. So Bass Reeves is, is famously the, the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. You may have like seen something about him in the uh, Watchmen uh, uh, series. And so some of the other characters were Rufus Buck was a notorious like outlaw and things like that. And as a star-studded cast of Jonathan Majors, Delroy Lindo, Regina King, and Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield. So... As a first blush, give me a quick, give me your quick 10 second opinion on the movie. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. It's tough, right? <laughs> Two seconds. I know. Um, it was thrilling. Yeah. Action-packed. Okay. And... Ten seconds is up, by the way. It's up, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was thrilling and action-packed. Thrilling and action-packed. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, sounds, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. For me, my, my for, ten, for yeah, my ten second review, uh, I would say too long for the lack of substance in a plot. Okay. So that's that's a little quick <laughs> quick review for those. Yeah. But um, so we're gonna go a little bit deeper into it, but I have to yeah. you know let people know that this is a spoiler-filled review yes. episode. So if you have not watched The Heart of Day Fall yet, you might want to go watch it first before you listen to it because we're going to talk about plot points and other things that might spoil the experience for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so what what did you like about it? Because I'm going to reserve my opinion because I want to hear know. what you have to say first. I know. You do that when you want to like really talk about <laughs> Because <laughs> we have not actually talked about... I know. We usually do after we watch something. We usually talk about whether we liked it or not or whatever. But like we did not do that with this. And I think you did it purposely. <laughs> because, well, we were talking about doing a podcast. Right. So I yeah. think you did that purposely. Um, so my thoughts... Is that what you're asking? What yeah. I think about <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, did you, what did you think? Um, what did you like about it, rather? What did I like about it? Right. So I thought that I like the characters. I think that's the first thing that kind of stood out to me because um, I don't know anything in depth at all about our, you know, black cowboys and that, I don't want to call it folklore, but yeah, is yeah. that a good word? Because it's folklore. Maybe, yes. I mean, that's acceptable. Folklore is, it can be based in reality, right? I don't right. want to sound like Yeah, it's mythology. Mythical. How about mythology? Well, sure. Yeah, mythology. But they're real people, though. Can yeah. we talk about, yeah, can but we myth- use that word with real people? <laughs> that's yeah. why I was trying to make sure I didn't, because they use, are real people. I, I think you still use the real people, but yeah, well, go ahead. Word. Point taken. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know much about that. Um, um, aspect of our history or any like any cowboy <laughs> like to be honest with you so that's just not that's just not my jam yeah you know but so cowboys. but I was intrigued by the characters enough to I'm like oh actually like look look this up um and read about uh, read more about them so that was the first thing I thought the characters um were portrayed well especially given that I don't know much about them like historically and you know so but I felt like okay I like I like the acting a lot so I'll say that as a kind of a, a second point kind of a point one a point one b um and I think like to me they the characters the act the acting like really drove like the story so I was I so I was into it because of like how well everybody was acting right so I would like even right so I would say like yeah if you're not into like you know cowboy themed you know movies shows whatever I would say because I'm not <laughs> um 
But I would say give it a try because the acting was really, I thought it was really well done. So that's what I like the most. Right. I I like the act, acting too. The good performances. Right. But I was not feeling the characters. I felt okay. like I feel like the characters were not distinctive enough. They mm, they mm-hmm. didn't really present any distinctive or interesting personalities. Okay. You want to talk about what you like first before you? Go well, I'm just responding to what oh, you were saying. Okay. Yeah, because you talk about Fair the characters. Enough. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want you to get off on a tangent about what you didn't like. Well, I mean, we're talking about what we like. Well, we talk about what I like. I mean, that's like a sixty second conversation. Okay. So what, if what, you really want to talk about that, well, let's just go there because I don't think I have any more likes. Like strong likes. So you can say you're 60 seconds and then we can just get into what else we, well, do, what we don't. <laughs> well, my likes, yeah, I like the performances. Yeah, okay. I, I, I thought everyone was good mm-hmm. for with what they worked with. Yeah. So I'll set that aside and then talk about, you know, at a later More, time. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. You know, beyond that. Um, I like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the music was anachronistic mm-hmm. and, you know, it you know obviously was music out of time yeah you know, like so, modern right it might jar some people but i mean they did the same thing in watchman i'm yeah. not watchman uh lovecraft love lovecraft country for some people yeah you know they yeah. play some like modern music so yeah. people hopefully, hopefully people are used to that and that didn't throw them off so i like the music itself it was it was good mm-hmm. and i like the performances and I would say that is it for what I liked. <laughs> okay. That like, you know, I look back on the film like, you know what? Gee, Willikers, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, those, that's what I really liked. Did you really say G. Willikers? <laughs> no, but I saw someone typed out G. Willikers today on Twitter. Really? I was reading a tweet and someone said G. Willikers. I'm like, G. Willikers? We, we typing that out now? Wow. And like, that's not something you ever hear anyone say in real life either. Like, I never heard no, anyone who wasn't a cartoon character on, say G. Willigers. <laughs> that's only on TV. You that's like that. something from, like, Scooby-Doo or something. Like, you never hear someone in real life say it, and someone actually used it in a tweet. Golly, gee. I yeah. know. So, maybe that's okay. all, maybe that's why it was on my mind. Like, G. Willigers. Okay. Um, so, that that's what so I... that's what you like. That's okay. what you like. Yeah. yeah, what I liked. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, let's just talk about what we didn't like then, because clearly... And I, for me, let me preface, I, it's not that I didn't like... Well, there are some things I didn't like but for the most part everything else all the rest of my thoughts about it i was just kind of like in the middle you know yeah. it was kind of like, like you know i kept well i don't know if i kept saying it about everything but i was just kind of like oh i wouldn't have done it like that yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. my like thing and that's, and that's the thing and that's something i struggle with sometimes where i'm watching something and there's things i don't like i i want to strike <laughs> a, a, a delicate balance between like well it's just not i would you know, it's not the way i would do it and that that comes across as nitpicking right but i i also want to like be critical in the sense of like even like if it's something they did like i feel like okay if you made a different choice i think you would have gotten you would have done a better job of like reaching the goal of what you were attaining yeah you're you're, you're trying to aspire to you know yeah, right i mean that, to me that's, that's a little bit of a tangent but i think about it every time i think about wonder woman 1984 oh god and i had oh, god. so many criticisms oh, about that. there was so many things where we didn't do a review about that did we no. No, we didn't. But no. I wrote a long Facebook post about it when it came out. <laughs> and I thought it was a terrible movie. But my, my point is, I'm yeah. trying to say that, like, yeah. there were so many things where I picked out, like, okay, that was dumb. That was dumb. That, why did they do this? Why did they do this? And it may have come mm-hmm. off as just like, well, I just wanted to make a different movie, which in a way I did. But I think the things I pointed out were 
specifically targeted towards, okay, but see, well, the movie you were trying to make and the way you were trying to reach people, I think would have been accomplished if you have done these things differently. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not just me just complaining about, well, a preference thing, like why I would have done it differently. It was more sure. like, I feel like you were trying to go here and I think if you would have done this, you would have gotten there, but you, you didn't. Can you give me an example? Do you have an example? For... Uh, uh, oh, for this movie. Oh, for... Are you talking about this movie or are we talking well, about Wonder Woman? <laughs> no, but I was using Wonder Woman as an example. As an like, example. And okay. how with this movie, I tried to do the same thing. Sure, right. So okay. I'm trying to like not um, <laughs> not just nitpick just because of a pref- preference thing or I just like it better if they when movies do this. Um, I think it's, it's <laughs> right. more what, what you're trying to accomplish. So what I guess an example I would say mm-hmm. it's... To me, I felt like some stuff was all over the place and it wasn't consistent. But the, the main thing I would say, or a, a, a good thing I would say from the beginning is you get the impression that this is like a very stylized film. So sure. from the introductions of the people, yeah. it, it, it evokes you know thoughts and imagery of like Tarantino. Yeah. You know? And also, you know, Lawrence Bender was one of the producers on this film and Lawrence Bender produced many of Tarantino's er, earlier films. Ah. So, so you know, I was mid- right when I said, like, from the jump, like, with the blood. Right. That, it, it was kind of stylized like a Tarantino film. Yeah. But also, unfortunately, I feel like they didn't carry that through the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was kind of like in the beginning, like, the, you know, the character introductions and the text going mm-hmm. across the screen, mm-hmm. yeah. the pow, and the slow motion on the killing of the, mm-hmm. of the scorpion guy in the church or whatever yeah. it was. Like, that happened in the beginning of the film. Yeah. But I didn't see it... I really didn't feel like it carried through the rest of the film. So I feel like, okay, yeah. what are you doing? Are you trying to make it like a flashy, stylized film? Because I think about um, some things are real stylized. Like 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 those Tarantino movies where it's ultra-violent and they do stuff like that, like maybe a Kill Bill or something. Kill also, Bill, yes, I think yeah. about something like, uh, and parts of, um, let's see, like, let's, uh, let's say an example like that movie, uh, Wanted. Was it Wanted with Angelina, oh, yes. Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie and, you know, what's-his-face, uh, uh, Professor James, X? James <laughs> yeah. McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, just over-the-top, you know, like, stylized with the guns and the bullets and everything like that. Yeah. But it carried it throughout the movie. Yeah. I didn't think that was a particularly good movie either, but they, they committed... <laughs> I like that movie. But they made a point to make it stylized. It and they com- and, they, and they committed to it. Sure. I feel like this movie didn't. So... Yeah. And when yeah. I look at it critically, I just think, okay, you could have made this movie better if if that was what you was trying to evoke evoke in the beginning. You should have stuck to your guns and kept doing it throughout. Because I feel like it, did, yeah, you know. No, I I agree. Yeah, I thought it was setting you up for something, and then it didn't. Yeah, it, you didn't get any more of that. Right, and yeah. I, and I guess that kind of leads into another point of mine where I felt like the action of the movie it was like very like boring and like pedestrian mm-hmm. you know like the the actual you know, action sequences weren't that good like you can tell mm-hmm. that the you know director isn't like an experienced action director yeah like there was there was nothing yeah. about those scenes that really popped it was and, like recreating things that they've seen before at the simplest level Right. I mean, there was, there was nothing that really, like, wow, that was, like, a great action sequence. It was kind of, like, generic, you know, pedestrian. Which, I guess, like, if you think of, like, I mean, the few, the few or the many, I should say, clips of cowboy movies I've seen or, you know, where you see clips, old clips. It is very, you know, a shootout at a saloon or something like that. Um, 
I'm thinking more older cowboy movies, mm-hmm. but like you know those those tend to be very plain, right? right. Like kind of just simple. You got the the draw, like we're gonna you know the the. They still call them a duel in cowboy movies. Like no. the draw, the, what is that? The you know when they're back to back and they right, walk yeah, and quick they, draw. Quick I don't draw, know. Yeah. Like those quick draw scenes, right? In cowboy movies, they're usually you know they're really pretty like clean. I would say is the best word. Like you know you don't have too much fluff in those in that respect. However, it was like going back to what we just said. Like at the beginning of the movie where he kills the priest, fake priest. Whatever that guy, the scorpion guy, right? right. When he kills that, is that was a look, right? That was you okay? We about to whoa, right? Exactly. And then the rest of that, it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. So it was kind of like a weird, like, well, you should have just made it a plain old cowboy movie where they just kind of shoot him up, bang bang, people fall over, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, well, yeah, like that was just kind of. I get what you're saying. Like, it was kind of boring in that sense. Right. There was nothing, like, as far as action that was memorable to yeah, me. Yeah, because they didn't set it up that way. They didn't keep... Right, exactly. It could have been, like... like they, they, they established a precedent, and then they didn't, like, follow through the rest of the movie. So it's like, hmm, what are we doing here? Like, and I'm not... I am definitely not, like, a cowboy western guy. Like, I probably, you western know... Western movie, yeah. Western movie guy. <laughs> like, yeah. There's only, like, a few I've really seen, a few I've really, like, enjoyed. But one of yeah. my favorites... Of all time, I reference is Tombstone, which every which everybody references, right? Because Tombstone's was like yeah. an awesome movie, and but like, like I'm not into it, so I've never seen. <laughs> and that's why you need to watch Tombstone. Like <laughs> everybody I, says, yeah. But as I say, Tombstone's the type of movie where if you're not a Western fan, yeah. you would enjoy it. Like it's, okay, it's one of those yeah. movies like you don't have to be a Western fan to enjoy Tombstone. Sure, okay. And Tombstone, the, the, the action really you know popped. It was great, like iconic you know action scenes, and, and it really felt like you were watching something. It was really really good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that from this film, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's um, you know a result of the budget or the relative mm-hmm. inexperience of the director. Yeah. Or because of, of the COVID situation, because this film was about to start shooting right when COVID hit, so they had to delay okay, it. Okay. And then they didn't get to actually start shooting it till like eight months later. Okay, yeah. In the fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it yeah, was. That, it could be all, all three things, but yeah, that could you know, be. the action was kind of lacking to me. Yeah. So that, that you know, that's something that was like, eh, you know. It was I, I like the work. action that you didn't expect. It ended up being the action that you didn't. It, had they right. kept the stylized, but even you know, then, intro. even if they kept it more stylized, I I still would have. If they didn't, I mean, it, you know, to your point of like, yeah, it's not what we expected. But mm-hmm. even even if you're not doing stylized, I still think there's a way that you can do action in a western that makes it compelling and interesting visually. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't feel like they even like. Did that? I just yeah. think it's just a, just a matter of like the, the director just not being that really experienced shooting because action yeah. is tough. Like people probably think it's easy. Oh, you just make an action movie. No, it's a tough. I mean, it's, it's a lot where you have to do a lot of stuff as far as blocking and spacing and and setting a story on a scene where you know where everyone is relative to each other in the scene. You know, you, yeah. it can't be muddled. It can't be like, okay, why is this guy standing over here? And you have to be able to like quickly as a viewer be able to see where everything is. So yeah, I think the best scene, like just thinking back, was probably between the two women, between Zazie and Regina. Like they're it was probably the most put together. Right. In it, a sense. Right. right? The fight scene. Cause the it was, fight scene. It was easier to yeah. follow. Yeah. Um, it had some texture to it because they were fighting in what appeared to be like a textile like you a know, barn, barn where they, where they, where they color. make yeah. colors and, and things like that. So you it can really follow that. I didn't like, because it, 
I don't know. There was something about that that bothered me that, that you had. She enters into all these, you know, enters into the barn. Uh, Zazie B's character. Uh, Stagecoach Mary. Stagecoach Mary. She enters into that barn and you see the colors behind her. And I feel like, did you guys just do this so it looks, it's cool. a pretty shot? Yeah. yeah. So it kind of bothered me. Because, but... it's a, yeah, because like, to your point, if, if. Because they have really bright colors of, of things, and it's like, oh, this is a place where they make really bright colors. Well, how come no one in this movie has had any bright colors on? Nothing. If they could, if they, if they have the capability technologically to be able to produce these bright colors of fabric and textiles, how come not one person Nobody's in this movie wearing, had anything that was bright? Nobody was wearing. Everybody was wearing gray in that or black. Town. Because, like, yeah, every little town has their thing, which we'll get to with the Maysville, right? I'm sure we'll right. talk about that. We'll talk about Maysville, but yeah. that, yeah, like, if you're going to have this town that produces, yeah, these bright colors, then, like, let's make it, <laughs> like, what's, what, what was it from Camp Negro, Negro Town? Negro Town. Negro Town, where everybody's wearing these bright colors, right? Yeah. So, anyway, that bothered me. But I thought that was the most, back to the action part, like, I thought that was probably, like, the, the best that they did in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I agree. That was probably the best, more most interesting action, you know, sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's, let's talk about, well, well, let's, let's talk about the town then. I mean, let's okay. talk about, because right, this is right, more right. of like, the things I didn't like was, I felt like a lot of the, the plot points didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. namely, like I'll, I'm gonna talk about the, the the town of like Redwood. Redwood, so, so sure. that's a town that Ugh, I'm like gets mad about this. Like, <laughs> okay, um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to follow along what happened in this story. So I guess yeah. like Redwood is the like I guess Rufus had all this ill-gotten money that he had, right. and he gave the money to Willie Esco, yeah, Wiley Esco, Wiley, played by yeah. Dion Cole. And Wally Esco was supposed to use the money to benefit the town, I I think. Sure, he's supposed to run the town. Like right, supposed, once he went to jail. Right. So he, he wanted to run the town for the you know, but instead Wally Esco like used the money to like enrich himself or whatever what the sure. dude was supposed to do. Right. So then, you know, Rufus finds out. And then Rufus when he finds out, then he wants to impose a tax on the townspeople. Right. For what exactly? And then when he when someone objects, like to this tax, he kills him. Yeah, and I, I don't understand. Like, so, like, the the Rufus, like, want, like, what was the purpose of this this town? Like, was it like? Because I think I'm trying to figure out what his, what Rufus's like motivation was. Like, was he trying to create like a town for like black empowerment? That's was what he, he was trying to explain. I feel like to that guy before he killed him, like something for us and like, you know, to help us because. I feel like he mentioned, or somebody mentioned, like, where else are you going to go if you leave? You know? What's he... That kind of thing. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he wanted this town for, I guess, for black empowerment, you know, black fist power in the air, you know, (laughs) self-sufficiency. But that doesn't make any sense because then he's like, okay, now I'm going to tax all you people. And if you disagree with this or talk back, I'm going to kill you. Like, how's that, like, helping these people out? Like, that doesn't... I feel like he was doing that because his money got stolen that he was going to put into the town. So now he needed this money to continue to do whatever it was that he was doing, like build stuff or build homes or whatever, like improve the town. But he turned. But it comes across as like, okay, he's punishing these people who yeah. had no idea about any of this stuff who that's going down. Obviously, didn't take his money so th- or anything like that. Right. Like, so that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. So that was like one plot point. And I'm I don't like, understand. This is dumb. Like you're just 
they just all need to come up with $50,000. And I'm like, dude, what do you, where do you expect them to really get? Like that, I know this is fake. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, where, where do you think they work? Like work? There's not much in this town. I mean, you know what I mean? And I have to talk about the town later itself. The towns, period. But like, yeah, it's kind of like, well, where did you think they were going to come up with $50,000? Isn't this, like, what time period is this? I'm thinking of all these, like, realistic things. Yeah. And I'm trying to suspend disbelief here. But at the same time, I'm like, they work in, at, at, what, the saloon, the bank, whatever else. They didn't show. Yeah, it's, it's not it's anything. not a mining town. They're not, they don't it's, have gold. Exactly. They don't have silver like that. that they're mining, you know. So where do you think they would get the money from? So that's yeah. that's that's the thing that just didn't make any sense to me as as a plot point, and and that's one of those things I say. Well, I don't think I'm nitpicking. I think this is like a critical point on like what what's the purpose of this? It's and it's like one of those things where you start thinking of like what could have done better, and I'm just like I wish they could have like put notices on people's doors like your tax is going to increase by twenty dollars or something like to gather everybody and say hey we need to raise fifty thousand. I don't know. It was so weird. It was a weird way to address this him right. needing to get this money i'm yes. like that and that to me is, is a criticism <laughs> of, of the film where i think like you know i need to know you know typically you're supposed to know what the motivations are of the character these sure. characters will have a motivation whether it's something that's a, a big thing or a small micro thing yeah. every character has a motivation yeah and for him being like the the lead antagonist i i don't know what his motivation was like I really don't like what was he what was he trying to accomplish? It was weird. You it know? was weird to to think of when you think about that, it's like, okay, he was robbing banks, his crew, his gang, they were mm-hmm. robbing banks, and I'm like, what to put into this town to like better people? So you're just stealing from stealing from banks to to create this town, right. to build up this town. So that they could have something. I mean, I do. I think that's where they were going. Whether that was clear or not, I you know. But I'm just kind of making. I'm just trying to like make it make sense <laughs> that he wanted to like give them something, but it was kind of like I don't know. It like I don't know because you don't see what the future motivation is. If that makes sense, like okay, so you. What's gonna, that, you mean? What is like? ultimate end goal is yeah I guess. I guess like i don't know because he i mean it was just weird because like you said like he i don't know he didn't seem to like want the money for himself but but, I mean? but we don't know see and the, and the fact that we're having this conversation now and we're, we're trying to figure <laughs> out means that they dropped the ball on like making it clear it's in kinda, the script like yeah. what, what his motivation is like but on the other hand, I mean, I guess it's clear what Nat Love's motivation is. We know he wants to get revenge on Rufus. Sure. But that whole setup, like, I feel like they didn't do a a good enough job of kind of explaining the whole, I guess, history of like Rufus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, like, because it starts off, he's already in prison. He's on this train. He's being transferred. But there wasn't like any explanation, like a well. How long was he in prison? You know what I'm saying? Like, how long was he, you know, in in chains? And you know, what what were her, what were all his, you know, his crimes that got him there? Like, how long, you know, were his crew trying to get him out? They yeah. kind of like didn't have that information, and it was kind of just because, like, 
you know, obviously Nat Love wanted to find you know, or get revenge on Rufus, but we, you know, unless I missed it, which is totally possible that I missed it. Sometimes I miss things in film, but I don't know, like, do we know if, if Nat's been looking for Rufus this entire time? Well, no, because he was in jail. Right, but at what point did he go to jail? That's my point. Yeah, we just don't know what... How, he was he in jail, jail for a month, a yeah. year? Was he in jail for 10 years? Yeah. Like, we don't know, because I'm thinking, like... I, I think the whole time, though... Sorry to cut you off, but I yeah. think the whole time he was looking for other people of his gang... And you know that's why he killed the scorpion guy, right? He was a part of right. his father. He was a part of when his father. Well, he was the guy that came with his father to, when they killed his. Well, we now killed you his, know figure out he killed his father. Um, but yeah, so I was assuming like you know because when he went to go talk to uh, Mary, you know he was like they're all they're all done like they you know we got this last one you know the uh, uh, Dwayne not Dwayne what is Damon 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 Wayans like. He was supposed to be the last one of that gang, right? So that was what well, but Matt he was, a, was doing the whole time that Rufus was in prison. He was trying to find all these guys and kill them because he got he got Rufus in jail. Good. So now you got to get all the rest of them because they were they were still out robbing banks and stuff. Well, yeah, but then but I think Damon Wayans like mm-hmm. was part of like an affiliate gang, another gang, yeah, the okay. Crimson Hood gang, okay, fair enough. which yeah. is affiliate gang of Rufus's gang. Rufus's main gang okay, is like yeah. Trudy and Cherokee Bill yeah. and whoever like other random random guys. Yeah, but well, that's yeah, you know, you know, that's yeah, kind of right. what I'm, right. I'm driving at. It's like it, like we don't know if Nat Love has been spending his entire time trying to find Rufus but before he could find him he went to jail like because there was no real discussion of that it was just kind of like he knew he knows he's in jail and that's it and it's like mm-hmm. okay was was he trying to find like they should have shown like okay yeah, he or established that he was looking for him for 15 years but then right when he was about to catch up to him you know he he was arrested Bass Reeves was able to put him behind bars and that was that mm-hmm. We don't we don't know that you know it's kind of weird like I don't yeah and and to me that was just just a little confusing yeah I mean I just took it to mean that he well I just understood that like he was this whole time looking to take revenge out or just get all of Rufus's gang affiliate gangs whoever like off like out and. Yeah. Yeah, and then lo and behold, Rufus gets out of jail. So now he's gotta like so now it's kinda like, oh, he's out of jail. I gotta get I gotta get him. He can't be out. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean I guess he was willing to just <clears throat> accept that Rufus was in jail and like, okay, my job is done. But I feel like if he really had that type of revenge on his mind, he would have like found a way, like, I'm gonna get him while he's in prison. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he, I figured, he, I feel like he was the one who would have been like taking over the train, you know, attacking the train, so mm-hmm. he could make sure that Rufus is dead. Yeah, you that, know, that would have been a different story, right? Yeah. If, if that was something he was really like, you know, really committed to doing. Mm-hmm. But that that aside, I mean, there's other things like plot points mm-hmm. that I really didn't like. Like, okay. I mean, one of which, and I've seen people mention, like Mary's plan to go into town. Was just yeah. dumb. That didn't make any sense I didn't to me. I understand what her her it, end goal was there. But she was supposed to scout it out. But I'm like, so you just roll up and they know you marry. They know you stage coach Barry. You're kind of famous in that respect. They know that you hang with Nat Love. Right. Or at, did. Yeah. Or did at one point, right? 
and so you just gonna roll up in there and they're not gonna be suspicious of it yeah. like that didn't make any sense but what made even less sense is then after they arrest you know they, after they took her and put her in the jail or whatever then like Nat's like well I'm gonna go down there and then he goes down there to the town and like he's like let, the, let her go and they're like no we're not gonna let her go and then he was like and they're like and you're gonna turn yourself into us he's like okay sure I'm like huh yeah, that was the part where I think we missed, like, what, why did he turn himself in? And we should have went back. <laughs> it, it didn't make, it made no sense to me. Like, okay, but what was the plan? Like, was it like you were going to allow yourself to be captured because then you had a way to escape yeah. and get you both out? Like, right. but that didn't happen. And, like, and one thing that really, like, irked me is it seemed throughout the film, and uh, and that's what they like to do in, like, certain films and especially with westerns with the bad guys where we know they're willing to do anything to get their goal so they are they're they'll kill people they'll mm-hmm. just kill them at, you know there's nothing there's nothing to suggest these particular characters are like altruistic and it's like you know they're not like somebody like you know batman or says like oh i'm never going to kill anybody you know i'm i'm making a pledge i'm not going to kill them i'm just going to beat them up or do whatever yeah so they killed people frequently but like there are times mm-hmm. where all the characters were together close to each other in close proximity and then they just didn't kill each other. Like, I don't know why, you know, like the yeah. scene where Nat shows up in the middle of town and then Bass is with them. Yeah. And then, then Trudy is there with Mary behind her and I guess maybe Cherokee Bill was there. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> we're just standing here and you can easily kill, like, Nat right then and there. When they first got... When they first walked into the town. When they went to get Mary or when... When they first... When they, yeah, when they yeah. first decided they were going to go get Mary. Well, it's kind of like... Here's what we don't know. So I think the missing part is maybe, and again, we could have missed something in this, but I don't think we did. But possibly we missed the conversation. The conversation that I guess Rufus had with Trudy. Like, I feel like there had to have been some conversation about getting Nat and his gang to get his money back. The twenty five thousand that the Crimson Gang took from him, you know, he I think did not convey that to the audience. <laughs> yeah, that he wanted Nat alive to go and rob this bank and get his money. So I feel like that piece was missing. But then, but we could have, but we could have missed that because I'm like they, I know Trudy and him were talking. Remember before right. he went to talk to the people? Yes. About the tax. Yes, but then. But then like, why did they say, okay, well, turn yourself in, and then, like, why did they just tell them right then and there, like, here, we've got Mary, she's right here. You need to bring us the money. But we want you to go get this money. Yeah. Come like, back here when you get the money. Him. Why? Why? I mean, we... I guess, you know, it's, yeah, of course, he's going to torture him, in a sense. Like, you know, what I feel like is kind of like he brought in, like, the, the like this movie is, again, taking pieces of other movies like okay I want this to happen I want this to happen I want this to happen and they're not like cohesive and they're not like thought out in terms of like well yeah if the bad guy captures the good guy right in western terms the good guy bad guy the bad guy is going to want to do something to him right right? so but that doesn't need to happen that's the thing that I kind of I think we're kind of getting at with this movie, like some of the the flaws of it is that, you know, the inexperience of the director 
perhaps is wanting or whoever wrote this. Well, he, he co-wrote it and, and he co-wrote it, it right too. So like you know they want certain things to happen, but it's kind of like yeah they don't need to happen, and that's what I was gonna say. Just overall with the writing was one of my issues. Is it just was it was choppy. We obviously missed some things, um, and it's possible we didn't miss it because it might not have been there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we usually don't miss things. We usually movie. don't miss yeah. big things. Right. But it feels like we did because of the, the flow of this movie was a little bit like... Right. Yeah. But another issue I had with that whole scheme was why did Nat go through the trouble of, like, stealing the money Mm-hmm. just to come and blow it up and then like then they had two different wagons yeah with dynamite to blow them up well, like it didn't make any sense I to me i thought the explosions just period were stupid yeah like why are we blowing up stuff? i don't know i just felt it was like it didn't make it like because because basically you know he, he he had the the, the first wagon and then, yeah. he, then he told like cherokee bill it's like hey come walk with me he yeah. walked with him and then they blew that one up i felt like well well, then I thought about it with the guy standing there. They're trying yeah. to get him out of the paint. And so they blew him up. But see, that's because the they thing. they were like, watch this. But see, you could have blown up a lot more of them if you just said, hey, here's the wagon, here's the money. And you could have just, you know, Run backed off. Out. Okay, here. Bring out Mary. And then when they go to the thing, blow it up. Yeah. But then they had the second wagon. Yeah. And then they blew that one up. Right. Yeah, and I'm no, like, I know. And if you're gonna blow it up, why did you even bother robbing the bank with the money? Like you, you could have made some fake money. You could have made right. You could have gotten some fake just money. Just bags of just bags of money bags. You didn't even have to need money. But yeah, you could have just gotten money bags because they. It's not even like they. You saw the the, the bad guys. Yeah. The gang actually inspect the money to make sure it was really there. Like they kind of looked and like basically that's what if you you could have done that. You know you could have just done something where okay this is the money bring out Mary on a seer you know. And you, if you wanted to blow it up, you could have then. But then he blew up two different like wagons full of money, and it made no sense. And this is what I'm going back to with what I just said. It's like the director, writer, like, okay, we want this to happen. And it's kind of like, mm, did this need to happen? Did we need to, like, why not make Nat and his gang come up with a better, like, a better... Um, escape plan or something yeah escape plan fake fake plan but see they couldn't do that because it's clear writer director whoever yeah like he wanted them to go to maysville and go to this all-white town right and steal the money and look and and he wanted to see that on film message yeah he wanted to see that on film it's like yeah um, and yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, to the point of, he had Jameis Samuel and, mm-hmm. and his co-writer, Blaz Yankin or whatever. Mm-hmm. They said, he, he probably said, okay, I have these five, six, seven ideas I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, let me find a way to, like, write a script in which these five, six, seven things happen. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like he was working backwards. As in, I wanted to see, yeah. you know, I wanted a situation where this wagon explodes. And then I want to see the, the characters go to this white town, experience racism, and steal the yes. money. Yes, Okay, what, what, what plot point or what, you know, plot needs to happen to make this, these things happen? Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's not good. But that, I mean, let's talk about the Maysville, which is like the all-white town. 
Literally. That that to me was way too on the nose. Like there was like no nuance there at all. Yeah. It was on the nose, like, hey, you're gonna go to that white town and guess what? Everything in that town was white. All the, the buildings, buildings are white. The buildings were, they were white. All wearing white. The no, signs were white. I feel like the people were wear most of them it were felt like light color. Very light, you know, overexposed. Uh I think the the it was overexposed image to kind of accentuate the whiteness. They may even had white horses. I don't even know. <laughs> But I felt like, okay, this is too on the nose, bro. Like, we, you don't need to do this to show that this is a white town. Like, we can see, as, you, can, you can convey the, the, you know, convey the sentiment that it's a white town without actually making everything in a town white. And that's why I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, the, it's like the, it goes back to the colors in the barn. Like, they had certain images in their head. Like, oh, my God, it would be so cool if they go to an all-white town and it literally is painted all white. You know what I mean? It's like certain things, certain images they must have come up with, whoever came up with, and they're like, yeah. And some people get committed to those types of things, which I get it. Like, you have a dream, and you want to see it realized on screen, right? But then it's kind of like, just the method in which they got to those points, it just... They could they could have had this Maysville, fine. They could have had it all white, fine. I think that is too... It's, I still think it's too much literally have a town painted all white but we know they went in there to steal this money for to to give to rufus as whatever um what's the word Co not collateral as like you know well is it collateral no not to collateral. Get, huh ransom ransom like, what's that <laughs> word sorry to get married back but then they weren't going to use the money they're just going to blow up the like so i would have rather this is one of those things where i'm like why didn't you guys just have like literally like Rufus's gang rob this bank? I don't just just to be robbing it. You know what I mean? Like this is what the show is about. Or this movie is about is you know cowboys robbing you know banks and stuff. And then it, and then it, his gang. Do you realize his gang? Who's his? Well, Rufus's gang. Rufus's but gang. I guess it was really the Crimson Hood gang. Well, I think the Crimson Hood was just. Damon Wayans, like that, that, that ended right there. Like I think yeah. they were the last of the Crimson Hood. Right. So Damon Wayans is the only one. But they were kind of acting out. Well, they stole the money. From yeah, Rufus. yeah, they, 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 yeah, because they were like an affiliate gang. Like, but there was a Rufus gang because that's who they ambushed. Correct. The Crimson Hood gang. Remember, they were they ambushed people like riding through. So that was Rufus's gang. We didn't see those people. They all got killed. It wasn't like the core gang. Remember when it yeah. first started? Yeah, so now, now I'm thinking, now I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I thought the Crimson Gang stole the money on behalf of Rufus. No, they stole it for themselves. That was a whole thing that Trudy was like, you know, they were all like, they stole my, our money. They stole, I remember when they went to the bank, when Trudy what, and Rufus what, went to the bank and they were like... Well, I thought they were saying like that Love Gang was the one that stole the money because then they came, Jerky Bill and, and, and Quick Draw Jim or whatever. Mm -hmm. Remember, they took the money from Damon Wayans from the Crimson Gang. So I thought they were, I thought that's who the, she was referring to when she said they stole our money. Because remember, Damon Wayans was like, you know whose money this is? This is, uh, this is Rufus's money. So I think... See and like this is we're trying to okay, now unravel the later. So now, yeah, okay, yeah. Now so I, the okay. the yeah. So it was it was Nat's gang that ambushed the Crimson gang then. No. Right? Yeah, Nat's gang. Because yeah, now, yes, you, yes, 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 now you're gang. making me remember because like because see now I'm like 
Well, Cherokee Bill was there. He yeah. was there, and he's part of Rufus's gang. So why? How? No, Cherokee why? Bill was no. Cherokee Bill is no, part I, of Rufus's gang. No, I don't mean Cherokee Bill. I, no, no, I meant Pickett. Pickett and Jim. That's Pickett and Jim. They're in Nat's gang. So yes. So yes. So basically, the red the Red Hood gang. Yeah. They were the ones who, at the beginning of the movie, were were running, they were riding, riding through, through right. the, the the canyon or valley or whatever, and they had so presumably they stole that money from a bank on behalf of Rufus. Got it. Yep. Then they were ambushed by uh, Pickett, yep, and um, and Quick Draw, yeah. So and they're part of Nat Love's gang. So yeah. they stole the money, and that's when it, you know Damon Wayans is like, "This is this is Rufus's money. You know, you're right. stealing it." So that's who Trudy was referring to when she said they stole our money. It was Nat Love's gang, Nat's guys. But during all that, remember, didn't Cherokee Bill show up? No, Cherokee he Bill was, was not there. there. No, Cherokee Bill was never Bill, there. No, he was never there. Okay. So there we go. We're clear now. <laughs> We're clear now. But um, yeah. So another thing, like since we're just like picking on stuff. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I'm trying not to 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 pick on stuff, but I guess. Thinking about the characters, so I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier how I didn't think the characters were distinct enough. Yeah, and I I didn't think they they were distinct or interesting enough because I think about and I use this as a bar because my my you know Western knowledge Western cowboy movie knowledge is rather limited. I admit, so this is coming from that perspective. But I think about Tombstone and like uh, Doc Holliday mm-hmm. and like how Val Kilmer stole that movie, should have won an Oscar for it. He's a very distinctive character, like with you know lots of quotable lines, mm-hmm. and you remember him. You remember things about him in that movie. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I don't remember anything really about any of the characters. I'm, I can't remember who was in what scene. Yeah, you can't remember what scene. Yeah, because so there, there's my too, answer. <laughs> well, I guess the problem uh, between Cherokee, Cherokee Bill and Pickett, it's kind of like you can I can They're, see how so right. So yeah. there's nothing distinctive enough about them. Like they don't look different enough, or where their personalities aren't different enough. Right. Exactly. And there also there's nothing like what about Trudy? Okay, we know Trudy. You know, she was kind of basically the second command, and she she ran Rufus's gangs while he was locked up in in prison. Right. But what else about her? Like, what 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 kind of person is she? Like, what you know? You just you see that she's just a bad guy, but mm-hmm. but but in you don't, you don't get anything. I don't get anything from her. Yeah. And I do get something from Lakeith Stanfield, who I yeah. think was um probably the most standout. He was the most standout. He was the most interesting character. Um, in in the film, but one thing I didn't like about him, and this goes back to our previous podcast, podcast number fifty, about what grinds our gears. <laughs> Check it out. Well, I, I I I feel like this is another one of those characters where why do these the bad guys always have to be so smart, learned, educated, and eloquent? Mm-hmm. Where he, you know, Cherokee Bill, the Keith Sandfield's character, was like quoting Napoleon yeah, at one point, right. and I'm like. Dude, you telling me this guy just knows Napoleon? Right. Like, yeah, and he's just... quoting like something that Napoleon said, and I'm like, come on, like you, that to yeah. me that's not that's not developing a character. That's not giving a character personality by just saying having a bad guy yeah. quoting, you know, Napoleon or, or quoting some Shakespeare or some Greek philosopher or mm-hmm. you know things like that. And I feel like that's a crutch that's used lots of times. So yeah. even though I did like Lakeith Stanfield's character, I did feel like Lakeith Stanfield 
overall was actually trying to imbue this character with some personality and something yeah. we could grab onto. Yeah. That little aspect I didn't like. But yeah. overall, I did like that about him. But uh -huh. I, I I feel like, with the same with the other characters. Like, I mean, Jim was, okay, Jim was like cocky and he's like, you know, he thinks he's a fast, quick draw. Okay. Yeah. What else? And Pickett, like, yeah. I don't know what anything about him. Like, I didn't know he was supposed to be a sharpshooter, really, until, like, the end where he had the long gun. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's guy, his yeah. thing. Like they, they didn't they didn't they really didn't... make it a point to say he's he's our sharp he's our sharpshooter and, and 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 accordingly like how his personality is matches what he does. Like Yeah. Like like people who are like snipers for instance, like they tend to be a little bit more detached from everyone else because that's how they kill. Mm -hmm. Because they're so always detached from the kill and right. probably a little bit more cold hearted and unfeeling in that because you have to to be able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get that from him. Yeah, you know, he I wasn't didn't... like that at all. Right. So yeah. it, it, so that's how it was with the characters for me. I'm kind of like I didn't get anything really interesting from them. Like, oh, this is mm -hmm. who this guy is. This is who this guy is. Okay, I know his personality. That makes yeah. sense. You you didn't. It was kind of just like a mishmash of. Yeah. Different well, I'll say this too. Well, that it's a little bit of a trope to go back to Jim. Yeah, Jim. Pickett, right? No. no. Oh, Jim, his first name, Jim. I, uh, yeah, it may have Jim Pickett. May have been Jim. Or I don't know. Beckworth Pickett. was who? He's a quick draw. Beckworth. So just call him Pickett. Pickett and Beckworth. Yeah. Those Pickett and guys. Beckworth. Yeah. So Pickett, like, yeah, because he was the guy who got shot and he had the coin in his pocket. Yes. Yeah. Right. Pickett. Yep. So I don't need him to be detached because that is a bit of a trope. Just to be clear, that is a bit of a trope. He doesn't have to be detached, but we do need to understand that he's the sharpshooter, which we did not understand. We didn't get enough in the movie to right. see that until the end, and which, hold on one second. Yeah. I just want to say that, like, I don't, like, we don't have to do stereotypical, they don't have to do, not we, they don't have to do kind of the stereotypical types of things in the movie, right? That you kind of normally see in Westerns or, you know, other movies or whatever. But you do need to make sure that you're showing the audience, like, who these people are, which is kind of like what I think you're getting at is that we just didn't. And I, and I agree, right. like, we didn't really get a feel for the characters and, like, you know, what they were about. You know, we don't need to get these we weren't going to get these in-depth like backgrounds about most of the characters except for like Nat and Rufus which is fine they're the main people that we're talking about in this film but like everybody else like they're just kind of they're just I don't want to say they're just kind of there but some of them are just kind of like they're just a part of this gang and yeah. it's not like both gangs are showing us that they have like 10 people deep no it was like just a few people on each side. Well, apparently, right? no. Rufus had a lot of people, but then they disappeared when, like, well, <laughs> when, when yeah. they first showed up, and then like they finally started to come out the woodwork for the final battle. But yeah, right. Well, but uh, essentially, you know what I'm saying. Like, right. there's three main people on one side. Yes. There's four four main people on the other side. Five, five main people. Five, yes. Yeah. So you know, we didn't really get too much from them, oh. and it's kind of like. Mm, what you were saying about, you know, Pickett 
being a sharpshooter and they're not really showing it, it just reminded me of another thing. That first meeting when they when after Mary's captured and then Nat and Bath show up. Yeah. And they just it's not like Mary is like locked up in the jail. They have her standing like right there in the middle of town. Sure, right? yeah. With one person guarding her and then Trudy standing out front. Yeah. And she meets with like Nat. And I'm like, okay, so where were Cuffy, Beckworth, and Pickett? And that was like the perfect opportunity to rescue Mary because they were all like stationed around. And they didn't do like, but we didn't understand the plan of that. There, there was no they plan. They didn't do anything because Nat was like, "Here, okay, I'll come in." Like if 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 if, if Jim is the uh, not Jim, but if if Pickett is the sharpshooter, yeah, why wasn't Pickett just standing up there and then boom, and he take one of those people he, out? He could he could have shot the person that was. Watching Mary, yeah, and then you know Nat, Bath, Cuffy, you know Beckworth, they could have easily taken out Trudy, and then they could have like escaped that way. Like, yeah, there there was no plan. So I just sorry, I just wanted to go back to that. But (laughs) when you say he was a sharpshooter, I'm like, yeah, he could have like taken out the first the first meeting they had. Yeah, there were opportunities. So it kind of makes me feel like another issue with this movie was just in the sense of like. I think we're getting kind of in that territory of what we would have done or what could have been done better. And like, that's just one of the, you know, main things is, how do I want to say it? Like we could have, I feel like there was a lot, like you said this in the beginning, like there was, it was a long movie and it's almost, you almost feel like nothing happened. Well, nothing right? did happen. It lacked well, in substance. Yeah. Like, well for you, yeah. Like nothing happened. <laughs> but you know, even the things that happen, you're just kind of like, uh okay like these things happen but they were like you just feel like they could have happened better right something could have been more yeah just more substantive if that's yeah the word i want to use yeah well let me ask you this we haven't talked about it yet what did you think of Idris's character of, of Rufus because I, I feel like I'll tell you what I what I think about Rufus you feel like you got white the wire <laughs> oh no no because no. I kept thinking like is he doing like a southern stringer bell impersonation or I don't know what their accents were all supposed to be no I mean what I was gonna say is be quite honest his character didn't do anything no he didn't do anything he didn't do anything like he essentially just stood around and looked at folks like for most of well, the movie, well, he beat up Willie Wiley. Wiley, that was it. I know I want to call him Willie, but yeah, Wiley. But but yeah, but think about it, like stuff was happening. He just stand in the window and just looked out the window, and like he really didn't do anything. Like the movie starts and he's in he's on the train and locked up, and then you know he well he kills the father. He kills the father. That's the very first. And then like you know, but he kind of like you know is menacing and giving orders. But he really didn't do much. Like everyone else was doing everything, and it was just kind. Of, it just felt a little weird. And I'm thinking, like, was this due to like the COVID shutdown? Because remember, Idris mm. tested positive, right? Yeah. For at, at one point last year. Yeah. And I'm just kind of thinking of like with the you know restrictions that were imposed on the production. Was it like they had to you know rearrange how they shot it? Or how the script was going to accommodate some COVID things because Perhaps. it just seemed to me it was this odd where most of the time he was you would just see him just standing mm-hmm. and looking and then looking menacing like he really didn't get involved as much into things and I just thought that was that was weird and I'm just kind of like hmm that's kind of like a wasted opportunity for this this particular yeah, he character. Yeah, didn't really talk at much 
talk much at first. Yeah, and I, I, and that was intentional. I know they're trying to like you know make it so he doesn't talk, and he's just like this this scary menacing guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, but other than that, like I, yeah, I do feel didn't like get much out of him. He, didn't, he of didn't, didn't 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 do much. But then it kind of made me think like, is this again going back to writing, directing, like you know, making this movie like. Did they want him to be... Because, I mean, you do have a lot of movies where the bad guy doesn't do anything. You know, I'm thinking, like, think of all the, like, Bond movies. Like, the bad guy, he's just sitting in the office. He's just telling other thousands of henchmen that they always seem to have, right? Like, did you go do this stuff? And you got the main henchman guy who directs well, it, you know? But that, but here's the thing. that You get away with that if the quote-unquote henchmen or the other characters are interesting enough. Where... Sure. Yeah. You know, if, if, we, if we want to go to Bond and go in that direction, talk about, use that as an example. So yeah, in those Bond films, though, like, they, they always have these unique henchmen, you know? You yeah. have an odd job. You have, yeah. you know, all these other people have got, like, some weird thing about them. Zinia on the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all, the, so they, they have something there where it's like, okay, yeah. it's okay that they're kind of like the one that's doing all the work because... They're very, very interesting. But you didn't get that with Rufus's gang. You just, the only two real gang members were Trudy and, and Cherokee Bill. And they just weren't interesting enough. And they weren't they interesting enough to cover for enough. him just standing in the window looking down at this dirt road and just like standing there <laughs> while the other people talk. Like, you like could, when he was on the train, they broke him out. He just was like, okay, kill them. And he just walked through and they killed everybody, all the, the soldiers. Right. You know, um, which was a cool scene. I did like that scene. But right. but see, yeah. but it goes back to your point. Like that's and and the way that they shot that when he they wanted him, that it was stylized. They you know the slow motion that. and you yeah. know it's it's like how I was thinking about the Kingsmen and how the one scene right. in the, in the church and everyone's example. like fighting excellent. like slow motion. It was very stylized. Yeah, yeah. They they started off doing the the harder they fall started off like that. Yeah, and then they didn't carry it through. It was just that one other scene. Yeah, with the on the train. Yeah, yeah the that train. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, nope. They don't want to like follow through with this stylized thing. Yeah, this could have been a completely different and probably a much more interesting movie. Had they done that? Yeah, and I think they should have just leaned into that. Like visually, it would have been like, "Wow, know. this is cool. This is interesting. It's it's got a lot of different, you know, visual aspects that are enticing and different and and, and unexpected, and mm-hmm. it kind of really gets you into it." But they didn't, and I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if it's yeah, lack it of the shooting COVID. They had to cut down. Yeah, I don't know stuff. if it's COVID, if it's we a budget know. thing, or lack of experience right. as a director. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. Um. One thing I just want to say, I, well, I, 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 you know, I was, I was going to talk about Lakeith, but I'll say that for the end because I want to say something else about Lakeith. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that, that this is, this is, I want to say it's unforgivable because it's just a movie. It's not that deep. But this <laughs> is something that really noteworthy and, and stuck out to me as like, if, if there's anything I was going to remember about this movie and, and, and talking about it later for discussion it was going to be this scene with Cuffy and Cherokee Bill after Cherokee Bill kills Pickett. Yeah. And Cuffy is, like, standing there. Yeah. And then Cuffy's like, you know, you know, we could do a quick draw, you know, but, you know, as long as you, you know, if you can not shoot a man in the back or cheat the count. Right. Because that's how he killed the, um, you know, Pickett and, Pickett and Beckworth. Beckworth, yeah. And then they do the draw and they don't show it. 
They didn't show the draw. Yeah, they didn't show it. They did not show the quick draw, and I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, when it comes to movies or cowboy movies, like, the quick draw, you know, scene of the, the pulling the gun and shooting, that's, like, the, you know, that's, like, the hallmark. That's always, like, the, the big thing in these movies, like, the showdown between the hero and the bad guy, mm-hmm. and you always show it. And I'm like, you didn't even bother showing it. It's, mm-hmm. And then it's like, why not? Like, you made a big deal about saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, how... Cherokee Bill's, you know, quick and he's this menacing guy. And then Cuffy is like supposed to be this character where, you know, we know she's really good with the gun, but we don't really, you know, we don't really, you know, you know, you say say it, but they don't really know because just because she says it doesn't mean it's true. And then that was a perfect opportunity for us to like see for ourselves, like, yes, she's she's really good with this gun, but they didn't even bother showing it. It was just like, you know, they cut and it doesn't, and you just know he got shot. It's like, oh, he got shot and then he falls over. You know why? Because that was another, oh, it would be really cool if we, like, show this scene between them and we're going to see who's the quickest. Oh, he gets shot. Like, that, to me, was clear that it was, like, they envisioned, like, both because both of them were kind of like, <gasps> and you don't know, and then you see Cherokee. Wait. To me, it was just, like, they... Yeah, right. They yeah. intentionally did it like that. But see, that, that, but that wasn't good. Like, I, I feel like cool. it took away. I don't feel like it created the tension that they wanted to create with that. Mm-hmm. But they could still could have shown them drawing their weapons. They didn't even show them reaching for their guns. Like, yeah, I understand they didn't show it, them you yeah. wanted to, you wanted the, the the viewer to be unsure. Well, they showed Cherokee starting to, I think. Right, so I'm reach, but they didn't but even show her up, at all. Yeah. No, they didn't show her. At they all. just, I don't know. If, I can't remember. If they just showed her face. But they didn't show her, you know, her lower body with, with the gun. Like, yeah, you no. could have shot that in such a way where, okay, we see both of them pull their guns. And then you can cut to, like, what you, what you were saying, what they did. Where yeah. you see their the faces, faces, you hear the, the hear the sound blast, and then you don't know mm-hmm. who's who was shot. Mm-hmm. Although I was pretty confident it was going to be Turkey Bill. Yeah, we knew kid. what was like, happening. Yeah, at that point so, in the yeah. movie. Because, I mean, because he would have been like, it, if he would have killed Cuffy too... At that point, you have to say he should have been the leader of that game because <laughs> he, yeah. he he killed Beckworth, he killed yeah. uh, Pickett, Pickett yeah. and then he killed Cuffy. I'm like, you're the one who's killing all the people. Maybe yeah. you should be the boss. Right. So we knew it wasn't going to be you know it, it was he was going to be one that was going to die in that scene. But they really should have done a better job of actually showing it to us. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like an experience or like you said, maybe that's what they were going for, and that's what they're going for. I think they, I really uh, kind of see it as they would have felt, they thought it was going to be more dramatic if we did, if we just saw the faces and, you know, they did a little kind of fake out where the, where she was like, you know, her eyes got kind of big and she kind of like was breathless a little bit. And because at first I was like, oh, did she get shot? And then you see him and he's the one that got shot. And I was and, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But and, if you're going to go that route, I feel like you should have shown them drawing their guns, drawing their pistols first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just comes off as like we're just too cheap to show this. Like we ran out of film. <laughs> although we I'm sure, time. I'm like, sure it's shot in digital. Yeah, we don't have time we have to cut this. We were losing yeah. light. You know, everyone. We yeah. everyone or, had to go home for the, the day. It's too long. We got to just cut. We, we got to cut, cut something. Right. Showing, yeah, and, and and it just came off as sloppy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say this because we just talked about how long the movie was. Like. I think it was like an hour, 50, 51 minutes, 52 minutes, something like that. It felt longer. Yeah, it was it was, it was close to two hours. Yeah. One I thing over I, I did not like in the film, and, I, and a, lot of, a lot of films do this, and, I, and yeah. I'm, I'm usually critical of it, depending on the film, but they did a lot of these like long 
shots of like you know just these just long shots of us like someone just walking or riding a horse and yes. I'm like you are not really helping that you're not you're not creating any mood you're not creating any atmosphere you're not you know helping me become more immersed into the story you're just like filling time on this like if you cut some of the, these long like to me it's like it's like self um you know you know what people say it's like you know masturbatory it's like mm-hmm. you're just like so full of yourself like yeah, yeah i'm i'm gonna show how great a director i am i'm gonna like have this long shot of slow motion of the character walking from the saloon all the way to the jailhouse and i'm like that's not necessarily like, you don't you you i don't feel like he is a skilled enough director to pull that off without it looking you know masturbatory and looking like totally unnecessary and superfluous and I think that contributed to the running time. I'm like, dude, we don't need yeah. all this. You know, you can cut these like long gazes and, and shots. You know, you, you never saw the tourist. No, Angelina and Johnny Depp. Um, you would have hated that then. <laughs> it was a lot of them, which, in a sense, it's kind of like, well, we are looking at Johnny Depp and Angelina, two very beautiful people. But like, yeah, it was a lot of that, like long gazes and like just yeah I remember a boat scene with Angelina on it and they're just, we're just watching her on this boat just drive away it's right. just like nothing that <laughs> and it's, and it's rare that, that that films that do that that do it well mm-hmm. I mean even films that I like it's like I, you know I, I know a lot of people would disagree with me but I really like the Miami Vice film that that came out with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. yeah, and I really enjoyed it. But the worst part of it, and 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 rightfully so, that everyone complained about was this this section of the film where like Crockett is like falling in love and wooing this woman who's like the accountant for the cartel. Uh-huh. But they show them like on the speedboat mm-hmm. and they're going to this island, and it's like all these like long shots of them riding and just sitting, and it's like, and Michael Mann directed it, and I'm like, dude, like, we don't need this. Yeah. And that's a film that I like. So, and and not even Michael Mann as a skilled filmmaker could like really pull that off for me, so mm-hmm. I really didn't like it in this film where this guy really isn't, you know, mm-hmm. that skilled a filmmaker, which is, which is fine, you know, and I'm sure he'll get better, mm-hmm. but I don't think he, you know, he has the range, so to speak, to kind of do one of those, like, we're going to be artsy with this, and we're just going to yeah. have these long, you know, shots of people walking or yeah. whatever he, he was doing, and I'm, I'm like, you know, like, you don't need all that. You know, it's like kind of going back to Bond. I feel like they do that sometimes with Bond, like going places, like especially on a boat or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they, but you, you just got to know when to cut. You yeah. know, you can do kind of a long, like, okay, here he goes. And, but you just got to know when to cut it. You have to you cut know? it at the point where it doesn't get too annoying for yeah the viewer you yeah, know yeah because we're we're in we're, we're in it we're watching a movie mm-hmm. so we're interested in the movie that's we or else we want to be watching it mm-hmm. and we want to get into it and be immersed but then it's only so far you can go we'll be like okay we get it he's, yeah, he's, he's riding the horse into town right, we got it right you know exactly. you don't need to follow him for 15 exactly. seconds yeah you know? exactly um one thing i i want to say i mean and, and that's uh, journey that's like the bulk of like what i have to say about the, <laughs> about the film but we could talk about because this is definitely a super duper spoiler for those who haven't watched the film, but yeah. the whole plot point of Rufus being Nat's half brother yeah. felt so tacked on to the story. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, okay, we're gonna stick this in at the end because mm-hmm. there are no clues left during the film to suggest that that was even like a possibility. Like once Rufus sat down, or once he was sitting there when Nat came in, 
And when he once he began telling the story, I was like, okay, I got it. That was his father. Like that that he killed in the beginning yeah. was his father also. But throughout the movie, there was nothing to suggest that that was even a possibility. Yeah. And I felt, so in that case, I feel like this is tacked on. Because it's not even like even an interesting twist, you know? It was kind of like, it should have been something where, because it seemed like, because I, I guess Rufus's whole explanation on why he left, you know, why he killed the, you know, Nat's parents and then left Nat alive. Because it suggested like, well, he wanted him to like, be a terrible person and become an outlaw because he yeah. thought that would negatively impact him so that's why he didn't kill him but then there was nothing to suggest that Rufus even gave Nat Love a thought at all until like you know halfway through the movie when like he finds out like when they show up to try to come and get him you know because right. it wasn't like he was when he, he he first got out of jail and he mentioned Nat Love or something came up or or, or he mentioned something about unfinished business and that or you know Nat Love knows or you know, it, there was no reference to killing Nat Love's parent. Yeah. There was nothing from Rufus to even suggest that this was a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't say to another character, a Trudy, like, you know, I once had to kill a man. You know, once I once killed my father. Or right or something. Even even if he said that, we wouldn't necessarily make the connection that that, that man was his father. He yeah. could have just said, "I killed my father." Yeah, you need a nugget. You need little breadcrumbs. You need something. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's yeah. A good, that's a good way of putting it. You need breadcrumbs to lead us to that. Yeah. That would make it like, oh, then you do like the like the Weebay, you know, just <laughs> like, oh, like right. oh, yeah, right. You could you could you you could do that, but there wasn't. It wasn't anything even suggested. It was just like at the end, like yeah, well, my father left us, and he was a bastard, and you know, so I found him, and he, he, I found him, and he had a wife, and you know, I killed him, killed her. I mean, when he said that, though, I will say I was like, oh, that's messed up, because I felt, I felt like it was. I didn't hate it as a twist, but it's like you said, we weren't led there. It, it just was like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, and that's why it felt tacked on. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It, yeah. it felt like, okay, well, you know, he was writing the film, and then at the very end, he was thinking, wow, what if Rufus is Nat's half-brother? Let's yeah. do that. At, rather <laughs> than, like, putting, like you said, breadcrumbs throughout the yeah. film, where these things come off as, like, little throw-offs, and you don't give them much attention. Think about but then it. when you get to the end, you'll you start see, putting it together you put all the pieces head, together. Like, oh, oh, it makes sense. But yeah. we didn't have that opportunity. That's a typical movie. But see, this is the, this goes back to what I keep saying about these people, these guys who wrote this movie, these guys. It's kind of like... Th- that's something that I kind of learned when... Um, spoiler alert for me, like, once upon a time, I wanted to write novels... And something I learned um, reading some, you know, um, books about writing is like you, ha- like how do I say it? Like when you have, um, you know, your big, I guess, uh, climax part of your book or whatever you're writing, you know, it's kind of like you have to. It can't. It can't be like out of the blue. Like it's like you want your reader, or in this case, the audience, to, to be shocked, right? But it's like we're saying, like you got to have these breakout moments. But I feel like these writers, they just, they wanted that, like, oh, you know, they wanted the audience to be, like, completely shocked about what right. is going on in this moment. And just, you know, it's a better, there's a better ways to get that, you know, instead of it just kind of landing 
like a big shock because as you go back as we've been going back through the movie you're now you're kind of like well like this whole time before Rufus got in jail was he trying to go after Nat right that's what that's what was I was saying he, before like what was he doing yeah like we don't we don't see any of that and we don't see Nat going after him as we talked about earlier we, we don't so to me, they kind of miss the boat with that in the sense of like we don't see any conflict between them. We see any conflict, and like how do we know they're they're adversaries? Like yes, we know yes. we know Rufus killed Nat's parents, whatever how many years ago like it was. Let's say it was well, let's just say it was twenty out. years ago. Let's just make that argument. Say it was twenty years ago he killed his parents or whatever. Right, but. But we don't know of any conflict since then. Like we don't have the background of Nat's. Like I've been looking for Rufus for fifteen years, and I almost had him at Calico, and but he got away. And then right when I was closing in on him again, he was he got caught by Bass yeah. Reeves and sent to prison. There was nothing yeah. about that. No exposition of that sort where we can kind of get a full picture that, of their relationship. Yeah, it just didn't make the story rich. Like this is a very, you know. Yeah, I don't know the story. It's just not rich. All those things could have made it rich. And like, just a more fulfilling movie. And it, it would just make sense at the, you know, it would just make sense at the end uh, with uh, Nat killing Rufus, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, he ends up killing him, but I'm kind of almost like, you didn't really need to kill him in a sense. Because he did, you didn't, we didn't, we as an audience didn't know any of their history, right? This this animosity that they had. Well, other than he killed his parents, I mean, other that's, than that's that, pretty. But, but, we, but, but that's one thing too. Like if you right think there. about it, we don't know. No, but we don't know when he even found out that he killed his parents. Oh, right? found out that he was that, that Nat killed. Yeah, like that, that Rufus was the one who killed his parents. Yeah, we, exactly. That that's wasn't, a huge thing that we're kind of missing. Like, right. when did he find this out? They 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 could have done a better job of explaining that. Like, you know, because he said a man came because he because he never said his name in the scene to open the film. Of you know, he never said, "Oh, Rufus," you know, his, his father never said, "Oh, Ru like he had no idea. He's a little boy, so yeah, right. there, there wasn't an explanation on like when he found out. That this man, who this mysterious man who killed his parents, find out his name was Rufus. Did his father say that when he opened the door? Did he say Rufus? Oh, no, I he thought he say, said, "Oh no." Yeah, he said, "Oh no." Okay, I don't and think he, he said say his, his name. I don't think he did. Okay, but there wasn't enough. Like there should have been. Maybe there should have been some converse. I don't know the conversation of like you know Rufus telling Nat, like young Nat, like yeah, I killed your parents, and you know. If you want to do something about it, come find me. Or, you know, I don't know, something. I'm just something. spitballing here. Yeah, I know. Just and, anything to get, like, I don't know. It could have made, because I'm just saying, like, it just felt like, yeah, like, Nat was then conflicted. He tell, Rufus tells him this whole story, and then Nat was kind of like, you're not my people. Like, you can't be my brother. Like, whatever. But then, you know, obviously he's mad that he killed his parents, and so he shoots him, which, okay, that makes sense. But it's almost like it would have been really interesting had he kind of, I don't know, if we had kind of seen that maybe as an audience that... You, you know what? You know what probably would have been better? I don't know if it's better. But like, there should have been, maybe if Rufus's story, because like, I mean, Nat acted like he was conflicted. He didn't want to kill him because it was his half-brother. Right. But, there, but, 
nothing had changed for Nat in the sense of he still killed my parents. So he still he mm-hmm. still should he should not have been conflicted about killing this dude because this dude still killed his parents. And this is egging your mom. Like get your revenge. Right. Kill me. Do you know? And I think if, if Nat was going to be conflicted in that moment, I think there should have been something different in how this story unfolded. Where mm-hmm. maybe. You know, Nat realizes his father and his parents weren't no weren't any good in the first place. Like just because his father left Rufus doesn't mean that he deserved to die. And it doesn't definitely doesn't mean his like mother deserved to die. His mother had nothing to do with that. Like, you know, maybe it would have been something like, you know, you were actually, you know, my brother and they stole you. And you know, and stole you from us, and, and and told you that they were you were their kid, and you actually don't belong to them. Then, to me, that co- co- conflict comes the, the 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 you know the the internal like conflict that you know Nat would have with killing uh, Rufus at that moment would make more sense to me because it's like okay, he killed my parents, but then they weren't really my parents; like they stole me, and like. You know, why am I trying to kill this guy? Because, like, you know, my whole life was a lie anyway. Like, oh, they were terrible people. Or they did this. Or mm-hmm. there was nothing like that. And I felt like yeah. if they were going to have him conflicted about, like, wanting to kill Rufus in that moment, I feel like there should have been a reason for him to be conf- conflicted. Other than just, oh, you're my half-brother. Like, yeah, you're, your half-brother just killed your mother who you love dearly and your father. And there was no indication that they deserved to be dead. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's, that's what I yeah, think. This, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's like, talk about some things. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think, I think we, let's like, move on. Yeah. Know, um, finish getting that <laughs> dead let's horse. Let's finish killing that. Yes. <laughs> beating this dead horse. Here's, here's, a, here's a little segment I want to introduce called like, what's the deal? That's, that's like <laughs> my, my, my Seinfeld impression. What's the deal? And these are just like questions I have where just like. Huh, I need an explanation on that, because that kind of yeah. really doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And one of them is, like, what's what's the deal? Why, and I guess this is more of a, 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 a trope from cowboy pictures, but I'm going to mm-hmm. ask it anyway. <laughs> why is it, you know, whenever someone comes into town, mm-hmm. why does everyone in the town have to stop what they're doing and look at stare that person at and just stare at them like, like, who's this person? Why are they coming into town? <laughs> like... You're a town. Like, don't people come through your... <laughs> I'm saying, don't people come through your towns Pass all by. the time? Pa- people are, like, g- going across the country. The They're trying town. to get to the right. next town. And they stop to, like, you know, rest for the night. to give their horse some yeah. water to get something to eat. But every time someone rolls into the town in this film, everyone's just looking at them suspiciously. I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah, it's trope. And it's <laughs> like that, yeah, thing that's, that you see in all kinds of movies. But, yeah, because... I mean, you assume that, like, these are small towns with, like, 50 people. So, everybody knows everybody. Right. If 50 people. But, you know what I mean? Like, super duper small. I mean, you saw, like, the amount of buildings in each of these towns. Right. Which, yeah, it was, like, eight or nine buildings. I, and, like, oh to your it. point, you, you mentioned it when we were watching it, but you didn't mention it tonight. But to your point about the small towns, like, where do these people live? Why are there no homes? Are these people living, like... Above the saloon, or or out in the plain, they have to ride their horse out to their home. Is that right? I'm assuming that's where everybody is. It's kind of like a couple of miles away or something. Yeah, it's just weird. Where do those people live? Yeah. Oh, and another question I had, like, you know, what's the deal? Um, why wasn't Michael Beach listed in the credits? That's a good question. Like, I looked in the credits of the film, and I looked at IMDb. Michael Beach, I 
if I remember correctly, he's the very first character we see in the film. Yeah, right. You know, he's the priest or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's having dinner with his family. But he's not even listed. I'm like, that was weird to me. I mean, it's more of like, you know, obviously it has nothing to do with the quality of the film or of like my, my critique of the film. But I just thought it was interesting. Like, I... Because the cast is listed in a in a in a order of appearance in the right. credits, and Michael Beach isn't even listed, and I'm like, that's weird. There was something another movie I watched with him in it, and he wasn't listed in credits, and I don't know what that was off the top of my head, but I remember looking at this movie for somebody else and realized he wasn't in the credits. On well, he wasn't on IMDb, and I'm like, I don't know if he was in the credits. I almost almost want to say it was Aquaman. Because he was in Aquaman. But I almost want to say when I looked at IMDb, yeah. he was not there. He might be there now. Right, but at the time, you know, the yeah. guy was in there. So, yeah. That's interesting. So, I don't know. <laughs> and related to that, like, DeWanda Wise played his, like, wife. And I'm like, why? Why was DeWanda Wise in this movie? Oh. Huh. Like, she, she may have said, like, five words in that scene. Did she even say words? I feel like she just was like, she like, no, she's well. She said, "Like who could that be at this time?" Oh right, yeah. So that's like, who can that be at this time? That's like seven words, <laughs> and then like, I think Viper right when when uh, Rufus brings out the guns, she may have said something to her husband to Michael Beach's character. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, so the Wonder Wise, who you know, she's she's been in some stuff. She was the star of She's Got to Have It on Netflix. So and she was on Underground. You know, she's someone yeah. who's like stars rising and you know who she is when you see her and mm-hmm. and I'm just surprised that like her role was pretty much limited to like the wife who says nothing and dies within the first four minutes I of the know. film. Like, and I'm, you could have gotten any actress for that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Was that just like a favor? Like she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll be in this film. Because I felt Perhaps, like that could have yeah. been anybody and since how insignificant the role was. Mm-hmm. Because also I feel like, although I do feel bad and this is a you know, unrelated to like why is she in the film, but it's related to her the whole family uh, dynamic there. Yeah, of course you feel bad because his parents are killed, Nat's parents. Right. But the the show, I mean, the the film starts off right at the point where they're trying to eat dinner, and to me, it's like there's no there's no information on how that family is. Like we don't get any feeling like oh this is a great loving family. You know, yeah. they were, you know there was no scene of them like having fun or joking around before mm-hmm. dinner or working the land. Yeah. You know, Nat's working the land with his father or something and mm-hmm. and they come and they joke around and say okay, wash up for dinner and right, they, they, they of, sit yeah. down and then like this mysterious stranger knocks on the door and you're like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" Basically, it just starts off with them sitting down for dinner and then the guy knocks on the door. So it's kind of like I wish there was would have been more there. Like you said, a little, it would have been more rich, and the scene would have popped a little bit more if you got some insight into this family, as into like you see, oh, there's a, there's there's a family having fun. You can tell they clearly love each other. They're mm-hmm. comfortable with each other. And this guy comes in, a stranger, and and rips it all the way, mm-hmm. rips it completely away by by murdering the parents. Right. We don't even get that. We just see a family sitting there, and he just comes in. So we had no connection to the family in that sense, and that was kind of like, ah, you could have. So you could have done that a little bit better with giving us a little bit more from that family. Sure, yeah. Because then also it helps like Nat, Nat's motivation other than just being like, oh, you killed my family. More like, 
I had a great life before then. Because then, because also Rufus said he wanted him, you know, I guess the implication was he wanted him to, to become an outlaw. That's why he let him live because he wanted him to be bad and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, have this terrible sad, life. Yeah, be, because of what happened. But yeah. it was what happened. So if if we know that, like, Nat's life before then was great. He had fun with his family. It was a loving family. Right. Things were good. And then this tragedy happened. And then, like, he just went cold. And, and he became this outlaw because of that. That 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 would have worked better for me because then mm-hmm. it would have made sense. He was a good, happy kid, and then yeah. all this stuff happened, and now he's like an outlaw. Yeah. But we didn't get that. We we didn't get anything to indicate he had a good life or. Yeah. So that was another like weird thing. Like. Yeah. Could have been done better if I'm if I'm nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing is a little known fact with the this film. Okay. Um. Here's a little fact. Cynthia Revo, Wesley Snipes, and Sterling K. Brown were initially going to be in the cast of this film. Oh, wow. But because of COVID, they shut down the production. It was supposed to start in March of last year, but mm-hmm. they didn't start actually working on it until November because of uh, you know, COVID and shutdowns. Yeah. They had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah. And it makes me enter. I, I didn't do any further research on what roles they were going to play. Okay. But it would have been interesting if they were in the film. So now I'm just thinking about... Like, who they would have Who... I'm guessing Cynthia Revo would have played Cuffy, maybe? Mm. That's just my guess as to that. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Sterling K. Brown. I'm thinking... You know, I'm thinking Wesley Snipes may have played Bass Reeves, mm. and maybe Sterling K. Brown was going to be Lakeith's character? Interesting. I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe the answer is out there, you yeah. know, on on the internet. You know, yeah. those of you listening, maybe you could Google it and find out and let us know. Mm-hmm. But I, that would be my guess of what roles they want to play. But if yeah. if that were the case, it would have been it would have been interesting to see how that turned out with them playing those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Sure. Um, another thing is what well, one of the other things. I you know I want to say, you know, I I want to get I want to talk about. Like MVPs, like what was okay. like the best performance okay. of, of this film? Yeah, and in my opinion, um, I think Lakeith Stanfield was like the quote unquote MVP. Okay, um, I think he was really good. Like I said earlier, I think he tried to imbue his character with some some personality, okay. something. Yeah, he, he kind of popped off the screen more. Like you know, I was watching him, and like you know, I wanted to watch more of him. Mm-hmm. Like I really, you know, enjoyed. Like his character, mm-hmm. and you know, I felt like I honestly felt like he was acting in a different movie mm-hmm. than than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a in in a good way because yeah. I was I just think yeah. that mm-hmm. he was just better than everyone else. Yeah, I mean, like because yeah. he actually tried. He, I felt like he was trying to do something with his character, so I felt like he was in a different movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and. A different movie that I think probably would have been a more interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if it was him, you know. Yeah. Um. So that that's I I vote for him as kind of like my MVP as like you know I think he was like the best gave the best performance of everyone in the film. I mean okay. people were good were, they were good and with what they had to work with they yeah. they did what they could. Yeah. I just wish they had just better material to work with. Yeah. Um. Do you have like an MVP or anyone? You know, you I was sitting here thinking that it's just, yeah, like he probably was overall the best from start to finish. Right. But I felt like there are other people who had some standout points. Like, I really love 
uh, Regina King when she was telling a story about her sister. I thought that was, I was in it. I don't know about you, but I was like into that story and telling about mm-hmm. her sister. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that, that got me. Yeah. That was that, actually one of the, 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 the best written scenes in the film, I think. Yeah. And best written, oh, absolutely. Like, pieces of dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad she was the one to deliver it. Like, it was, I was in it. I did not like her accent throughout. It hmm. was very annoying. I don't know. It was just, ah! Anyway, but outside of that, that part was, that made her stand out to me more, or her character stand out to me. Um, and then I would say, honestly, there are moments where I really like Dion Cole. Really? I Once he got kicked out of being the sheriff, <laughs> there were some moments where I was, I was like, oh, this is Dion Cole. Like, when I'm looking at his character, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, he looks different. Like, he looked not his usual self, yeah. you know, really like, kind Charlie of beaten. Self. Right. Not Charlie Telfy, right. Like, he looked, be- you know, the beaten up look and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thick beard and kind of dirty looking. But, you know, he had this kind of gruff voice and mm-hmm. oh, he kind of transformed yeah, he himself was, for he me. He was acting, acting. He was trying to act well, in there, yeah. another thing, that is you bring up Dion Cole and we know him as, like, a stand-up comedian and, and comic right. actor. Another thing about the film is it, to me, it really lacked in in humor. Where what was it supposed to happen? No, no. Every movie, even movies like this, have points where they like they're telling jokes and they're trying to be funny. I mean, there were definitely points yeah, where they yeah, were, yeah, they yeah, were trying right. to be funny. You're right. Yeah, they were. I just didn't find it funny. <laughs> you know, there's like little points where like you know, like Damon little, Wayans. I think he was trying to have some funny. Right, Damon Wayans was a. Funny, you know, yeah. and I, I generally think he is funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Jamie Wayans Jr. Rather, let's be clear, Jamie Wayans Jr. Yeah, Jr. For those who didn't know, um, I generally find him funny, and I feel like there were beats in this film where they were trying to like impart some jokes, yeah, and make something like a humorous situation. Yeah, I just think they all fell flat. Yeah, like they it, fell. They just weren't. Yeah, I didn't laugh at me. all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't laugh at all. I mean, not at things that were supposed to be funny. I might have laughed. Yeah, so that, that's something I just wanted to mention. Yeah. When we talk about funny, you know, Dion Cole. But yeah, that was like, there wasn't much in there. And going along that same, there was something about, now that you say that, there was something about this movie that it this didn't feel like a pure drama, did it? It kind of felt like there should have been more comedy in it. Like, not like, you know, you're... You know, like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like you don't that. slapstick comedy. Not slapstick, but yeah. just, there was a tone about the movie, an air about it that it didn't feel that dramatic. Like, there was supposed to be some more, I don't know if you want to call it lighthearted, right. per se, but like, but it, it wasn't, wasn't super dramatic. But then, like you said, the comedy that was there, it it really didn't it land. Flat. Yeah. And, then, and then this will be the last thing I say yeah. uh, before we wrap it up. And I, I will reference again for the third time this podcast, Tombstone, where Tombstone was like a deadly serious film. But yeah. there were so many funny moments in it and mm-hmm. characters that would say funny things. Like I said, mm-hmm. Doc Holliday, you know, stole the film with his lines and, and, and his personality and how he engaged with people. Mm-hmm. And they were like legit laugh out loud funny <laughs> moments. Uh-huh. And that's a deadly serious film. Yeah. And that's something that like that was lacking in this film. Like there wasn't yeah. those there, you know, there wasn't any of those like ups and downs you expect in the film, where it's like right. something that's serious and then like a lighthearted moment. You go up and you come down. There was there wasn't right. that modulation 
that 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 little um I don't know, modulation more like a cadence and flow yeah. to the film of sure. like funny parts and dramatic and sad. Right. It wasn't there. It was it was, it was basically like level throughout, yeah. you know? I think about the part just really quickly when they put Cuffy in the dress. Like I, it wasn't as funny as it could have been. It could have been hilarious. Because I'm like, it's supposed to be funny. Because you got Beckworth, Beckworth over there, like, oh, you know, he's trying to make things. So I think he was supposed to be our comedian, but he wasn't like wasn't really hitting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that was a moment that was supposed to be funny, and then like we see her going to the bank with him, and like it, you know she can't walk in the heels or whatever, you know. And I think that was supposed to be kind of funny, and that's what I'm saying. Like there was those moments, those tones of like this is supposed to be funny or light but they were kind of like I don't know I guess I kept kind of like what's going on <laughs> yeah you know they weren't dramatic yeah but they weren't it was just there, funny. It, it, was was just, there. it was just there sure. right but okay. um yeah I think that that wraps it up now that we've beaten the horse we've beaten no the, pun intended a dead horse dead yeah. horse yeah um Go, go watch it for yourself if you have. But obviously, like, you have. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it just could have been so much better. And, like, doing this podcast, I was like, yeah, man, I wish it, we, we we could have written a better <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to trivialize the hard work of writers. I no, know it's, it's really difficult to write, and I know I yeah. couldn't do it. But I am someone who, I wouldn't be able to get to the details of actually writing a script. Yeah. But I do feel like I have, like, a... Uh, a sense of how some things work and I, yeah. I and I can I can pick out like things that would be better. Yeah. <laughs> and right. yeah, and I think we could have if they asked us to like uh you know as, as like you know group what's it called? Like a um focus. As focus a focus group. group. Yeah. <laughs> if if they asked us to be a part of a focus group about mm-hmm. this film, like we did a focus group screening before it was released. Yeah. Like I know I would have some good notes <laughs> to yeah. give to them. It's like, hey, you could have done this, this, and this better. And yeah. like here, take this. And then maybe they would go and implement some of those things. I think I could yeah. do a good job of that. Yeah. Well, as somebody who fancies herself a writer, I could have written a better movie. Okay. And, and so the, there. And there you have it. So <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you. We, we appreciate it, and you know, be sure to check us out and you know, give us reviews on all the streaming formats that you listen to: Apple, Google, Amazon. Write us a, a review. Tell your friends about us. You can find us everywhere. And uh, you know, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.